conversation about exploring the collaborative space between individuals. I'm Paul Tevis. And I'm Karen Gimnig. Each episode, we start with a question and we see where it takes us. This week's question is, is this normal? So this is one of those questions that we want to draw your attention to as much because it's important to ask it as because we have an answer <laughs> um, that that actually thinking about, you know, is there something, you know, we're, we're experiencing angst, we have some difficulty going on, we're in some kind of stress or distress as a group. And asking ourselves, is this a normally expected stress that we should be getting or, do, or is it a sign that we're doing something wrong? Because the tendency is to assume that it means we're doing something wrong. And that in and of itself creates a lot more angst and sort of accelerates all of that. So we're wanting to explore today how useful it is to ask the question and then perhaps some ideas of how we might go about answering it. Mm -hmm. One of the phrases that I end up using a lot with groups is that discomfort is not necessarily a sign of dysfunction. Because often, particularly if we are used to being comfortable, uh, if we are used to not having to deal with difficult things, if we're used to being able to push those away, I mean, discomfort isn't fun. Like, no one goes, oh, I want to go get uncomfortable. Um, although sometimes some of us have figured out that's the way through to get to deal with stuff. Um, then, of course, we would think that, oh, if, it's a, if it hurts, it must be something that I shouldn't do. It must be a sign we're doing it wrong. And in fact, as you and I have talked about on this show a, a number of times, Oftentimes, that discomfort is the sign we're doing exactly the work we need to be doing. Um, and so that there, it isn't to say that just because it's uncomfortable means that, it's, that you're doing it right. <laughs> but often it is. And that's actually a role that I often end up playing um, in, uh, as an external consultant um, or as somebody who's, who's seen these types of changes, of behavior shifts, of struggles with groups before. Um, oftentimes I will start answering the, is this normal question, even before they start to ask it. Um, because what I do want to do is I want, I want to normalize that discomfort. Um, and I have some, I have some concerns about that word, but we can get that in a little bit. Um, because as you point out, if we're uncomfortable, right, if we start, uh, if we get, uh, anxious about the fact that we're uncomfortable, we now have these two layers that we need to work with. We have the stress of the situation because it is necessarily difficult to work through conflict, to renegotiate how we're going to work together, um, to move, to, to make a deliberate culture shift. Like that is uncomfortable and difficult. And there's stress that goes along with that. When we have piled on top of that, the sort of judgment that we have going along with it that says we shouldn't be experiencing discomfort, we now have two layers of anxiety to work through. And if we can at least let go of that first one of see, seeing that, no, this isn't a sign of dysfunction, then we can often let go of that second layer so we can dig more deeply into the primary discomfort that we actually need to get to, which is why I often do that with a group to help them sort of notice, oh, okay, yeah, all right, this is, this is normal. <laughs> yeah, and I think you're pointing right away to one of, the, one of the ways you can figure out, is this normal? And that's talk to somebody who's done this before, potentially an external consultant. And, and I will say, 
very much as you were saying, Paul, one of the most useful things I do for groups is say, yep, this is right on time. <laughs> you know, I, I hear you say that you're, you know, struggling with power differentials and you're feeling completely overwhelmed because there's so much work going on or, you know, it, it, it's really scary about where the finances are right now, like various things that are real, true, serious reasons for discomfort. And when I can say, and I'm thinking that's about right on time. Like, yep, that, that is exactly what I would have expected for a group trying to do what you're trying to do at the stage that you're in. That would be what I would have expected. And everybody sort of breathes the sigh of relief, has a little nervous giggle going on. Like it all just relaxes a little bit because if this is part of the path to the thing that we want, then we don't have to worry about it so much anymore. And so I do think that one of the ways we can answer that question is, Talk to people who've done this before. And it doesn't have to be a, a consultant. It doesn't have to be someone you hire. It can be a peer in some way. It can be um, you know, networks of people who do what you do, people who've been through this process before, you know, your favorite mentor in your field, you know, just people who've seen some stuff. And just have that conversation. This is what we're experiencing. Is this normal? It, is mm -hmm. this supposed to be happening? And and as you said, Paul, that doesn't just because it's normal and supposed to be happening doesn't mean we don't want to deal with it, but it filters off or peels off some of the layers of defense that make it hard to deal with it. Mm -hmm. I love your languaging around that, the, the idea that this is right on time, um, because that is something that I encounter occasionally. Uh, people react to that word normal. Um, and so being able to say things like this is typical, right, or this is pretty common. Um, or I would expect this would happen. Uh, whatever, uh, and you know, it's showing up right on time. Um, this is a necessary part of the process. Like all of those uh, are ways of, I think, getting the same idea through. And I think it's useful to think about um, what is the language that works for you when you're talking about it? What is the language that works for the group that you're talking to? Um, such, that, such that they can relax a little bit. Um, and what's great then, as I was thinking through that a little bit, right, they have a um, they have a, a finite amount of energy to deal with stress. And so the thing is, if you can take off the stress of thinking that they're doing it wrong or thinking that this isn't supposed to be happening, they can now redirect that energy into the actual challenge that they need to deal with. And it frees up their cognitive and emotional resources to actually address the challenge more effectively. I think another thing it sometimes does, I don't know if this is universally true, but it, that it sometimes does is it avoids blame and finger pointing and judgment of others in the group. Because mm. if we think that it's not normal, if we think that, you know, we as a group are doing something wrong, we don't very often actually own it that broadly very often we start saying oh well you know the leaders have screwed this all up by doing whatever or whatever or this person is behaving in this way that they shouldn't and it's their fault or this team didn't carry their like we look for the blame of mm. what got us into this situation what caused this huge discomfort on you know uncomfortable problem that we're having where'd that come from and, and instead of what caused it we say who caused it <laughs> and 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 now we're in a whole other level of conflict that if we can say nobody caused it it's just what we're in 
doesn't mean we don't want to solve it, but mm -hmm. it's not, nobody did anything wrong for us to get here. This was predictable and expected, and it is normal. Then we can begin to say, okay, we don't have to look for whose fault it is. Mm -hmm. We know it's just the thing that happens. So that's another one of those stress layers where instead of I'm stressed and so I get out of my stress by judgment or I cope with my stress with judgment that I pour all over you and now we're in conflict. Um, we can instead be together facing a problem that is ours together and arrived because of the thing that we tried to do or took on or project or whatever. Yeah. One of the things that uh, brings up for me is this idea what you're kind of talking about is instead of going well the problem exists out because of something out there right it's kind of a bring it inward and just going okay it's in here right it's in this space between us it's in in sort of where we are part of what that does is um it redirects our energies right instead of looking for who to blame to go okay blame's not useful here so what are we going to do about it right it's that it, it again it moves from the why is this happening to what can we do about it? Okay, mm -hmm. so now how are we going to be in the presence of this? Um, and the other inward piece uh, that I think is useful to think about, um, and this is sort of complementary to, hey, if you notice this thing coming up, you know, if you have somebody external, if you have somebody who's been through this before, they can give you some perspective. I think there's also a degree of noticing and maybe operating from the assumption that in this difficult process, if I'm feeling something, that feeling is normal, which maybe means that other people have it too. And so being able to say, like, even if nobody in the group has been through this kind of thing before, being able to say, I noticed that I'm, I'm getting a little stressed out and concerned about this. Is anybody else having that too? Because I think the, the desire to know that something is normal is not just to know that we aren't dysfunctional it's kind of to know that i'm not dysfunctional that i'm not broken in some way that i'm not doing it wrong to have some reassurance uh that it's not just me i, I think a lot of groups uh, again if they haven't been through it before they might go well it's just us like everybody else apparently solves this problem super smooth and never has any stress about it and and i think we do that at the individual level too like i must be the only one who's having difficulty with this i must be the only one who's feeling it Right? And I think in the kinds of situations that we're talking about, if you can operate from the assumption that whatever you're feeling is a perfectly natural and typical and not unexpected um, and a right on time sort of emotional reaction to what's happening, and then you can sort of validate that with people around Anybody else feeling this? That decreases the anxiety level as well, knowing that it's not just us and it's not just me. And, and what that speaks to is belonging. Mm -hmm. that instead of I am the outsider feeling this mm -hmm. weird thing that's the wrong thing that I shouldn't be feeling why am I so anxious about this nobody else is anxious about this what's wrong with me like that isolating story yeah instead we get the belonging story of well we're all feeling kind of stressed and anxious and or or some of us are you know some number yeah. of us are but but that sense of the thing that I am authentically feeling is accepted here, is safe here, is part of being part of this group and is welcome here. Um, in part because, yeah, the me too effect. <laughs> I've got that too. I'm feeling that too. Um, and that sense really does help with the safety.
because belonging and safety are so intertwined mm-hmm. for humans that if we can get that, then we've got a much stronger basis. And then we've got a whole other capacity for vulnerability to do the work we need to do around it. Mm-hmm. If we're already topped out on vulnerability because we're feeling isolated, because we're feeling different, because we don't have that sense of belonging, then we're not going to have the capacity for that extra piece of vulnerability that requires us to go look at what what's actually going on here. Mm-hmm. And to bring this around to, you know, the phrase we kind of start the question, the, uh, the episode with, right? This is about noticing what the effect of these feelings are on the space between, right? Because what can really happen is that anxiety that I'm doing it wrong, we're doing it wrong, right? Can be isolating. It can cut us off from one another as opposed to when we move more into this normalization, we move into this idea that this is usual and expected and welcome uh, and, and present, that's actually connective. That can actually help us to connect with one another, um, which is a way more effective space to be when we're dealing with the sorts of problems that bring these feelings up. Uh, and so just noticing the effect of a- asking and kind of answering the question and talking about that um, on the space between, on the relational space in the group, um, and how that gives us way more resources to draw on to address the problem that's making us ask the question in the first place. And I want to give just a moment before we close out the episode to what if the answer is it's actually not normal? Mm-hmm. What if the answer is there is something going on here that we wouldn't expect to see that wouldn't be usual in these circumstances? And that's also really important because then we're less likely to just shove the whole thing under the rug. Mm-hmm. Or if we can say, okay, there is something odd going on here. How mm-hmm. did, where is that coming from? And I think we still want to be careful that we don't go to the blame and judgment place because that's still mm-hmm. not going to be very useful. But is there a piece that we missed? Did we not hire a consultant we really needed? Did we not, um, you know, have the space, the, the physical space that we would actually need? Are we lacking a staff person? Um, you know, maybe this is happening because somebody's out on maternity leave and we didn't plan for that. Like we're actually shorthanded in a way. But can we look for what is the thing that is causing this unexpected? stress and strain because that's fixable in a different way. Mm-hmm. Like if you're within normal, you then, then, okay, then we have to figure out how to live with these circumstances because these are the circumstances we're in and how to cope with them better. Mm-hmm. But if it's not a normal thing, if it's not a thing that we would have expected, there may actually be a place where we can go back a couple of steps and correct an error that, w- that we made and get to a, a much better place more quickly. So I think, you do want to ask the question, and I think normalizing, especially feelings and that people are anxious and things like that, you you don't want to isolate that. But at the same time, if we're like, there is something weird about this, nothing about our circumstances suggests that we should be experiencing the kind of stress that we're experiencing, what are we not seeing, becomes a really useful question. Mm-hmm. And those those both situations are really about how can we turn towards the problem, right? Mm-hmm. Rather than because that's the 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 real thing that tends to happen, right? Is people want to they they experience the discomfort, they feel like we should, and they try to sweep it, sweep it under the rug. They try to pretend like it's not happening, um, and and ultimately, for most things, that's not useful. Um, and 
And it, it's about engaging your curiosity about what's going on, mm -hmm. right? Uh, and n noticing that it's there and, and then being able to really diagnose what is actually happening here, um, rather than saying something weird is happening, we should avoid it. Uh, we should not mm -hmm. talk about it, we should move away from it, regardless of whether it's, it's normal, right, or typical or expected, um, getting curious about it so that we can make uh, we can make better decisions about what to do rather than just out of a place of anxiety. Mm -hmm. um, the anxiety is as compass, as I sometimes like to think about this. Discomfort is telling us there's a thing here that we need to learn more about, that we mm -hmm. kind of, we don't want to point away from it. We may not want to run headlong into it, but we should at least understand what it is that we're dealing with so that we can choose an appropriate course of action. Mm -hmm. And no surprise that curiosity comes up when we're talking about the space between. <laughs> um, and so what we're saying is get curious about whether the thing that we're going through is normal, not because it tells us whether or not we should do something about it, but because it tells us potentially that we can peel off some layers of anxiety, that when we feel the sense of belonging, when we feel that there's an explanation, we can be less likely to be sort of finger pointing and judging with each other. And, and more likely to just go, okay, this is part of the deal. We're uncomfortable, we can address it, but we don't have to worry so much about it. And that relieving that worry creates a greater capacity for the work and the vulnerability that are required to actually address it. Well, that's gonna do it for us today. Until next time, I'm Paul Tevis. And I'm Karen Gimnig. And this has been Employing Differences. <laughs>